Hey, welcome back to another edition of the Five Tool Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again, as always, by Drew Bishop. And uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we had the Five Tool Series, uh, excuse me, Five Tool World Series this past week, which is the uh, not the end of our summer schedule, but it's kind of like the unofficial things are are winding down where we're the, it's finish the beginning line, of the end yeah it's, yeah the finish line is is in the distance in terms of the big events that we uh that we have five tool put on throughout the summer which makes sense the world series kind of the culmination uh of the summer so we got some some names to talk about from there uh and also uh yesterday i was down in sugarland at constellation field first time to go down there really nice facility uh for triple a park uh, for the Houston Astros organization down at Constellation Field for the Texas Scouts Association Prospects All-Star Game. Um, great roster. It was uh, it was very, very hot. It was one of those days where my phone overheated like every four pitches, uh, but a really good roster, some really good performances there. And we'll go through and mention some of those guys as well. But uh, Drew, first off, how are you doing? It's it's a Wednesday uh, as you said, it's uh, it's the beginning of the end for for the summer schedule, um, and uh, we can kind of see the finish line where things can, can kind of take a breath a little bit and, uh, and and catch our breath and get ready for the fall when it rolls around, and hopefully much much cooler weather because I sweat more yesterday than I've sweat in a long time, and all I did was sit there with the radar gun and the phone. <laughs> yeah, well, this is uh, this marks the longest I've gone without being in Melissa. Uh, wow. since before, since before Memorial day. So how so, long is that? Two days? Yeah. Two full days or almost two and a half now, but, um, yeah. So having my withdrawals, it's, it's a little unusual pulling out of the parking lot of daycare and not heading towards Melissa. So I've <laughs> got to get retrain my, uh, my body and my car to not head that direction. But, um, yeah, it's been fun. Uh, you know, spent those, these last couple of days trying to put together some of our academic teams that we're going to take out to Arizona. Mm-hmm. So that's been fun assembling some of those rosters and we've had good feedback and looks like we're going to have two or three actually good teams that we're going to take out there, uh, for the Arizona fall classic. So that's been fun. Um, but yeah, and then just kind of going back over the notes from this past weekend and, you know, over a hundred teams in the event, um, a lot of good baseball. Uh, you know, it's always fun to see these teams finish at the end of a long tournament. And it just kind of a, you know, beside winning, it's just kind of like a, we did it. We made it Yeah. <laughs> as much as, as much as anything, but um, yeah, it's, it, it, we had a bunch of good baseball out. Uh, Melissa was where I was most of the time and uh, got to see some guys that I'd seen before uh, for, for a repeat look. Uh, got to see a bunch of new names too, that we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and some uh, some teams that we haven't had before that did well. But, you know, I guess before we get sh- started, sh- uh, shout out to the champions that TBT Ballers won the 15 and 16U. Uh, nice. The Mississauga Tigers from Canada with the 17U win and the Dallas Patriots of the wild eight run uh, bottom of the last inning to win um, to win their game in the 18U. So. Um, yeah, came down from six, six, or came back from six down in the last inning to win eight, six on a grand slam. So pretty wild finish there. That's a good way to kind of unofficially end your summer with a, with yeah. a comeback win like that with the grand slam yeah. racing the lead there. But yeah, I was, um, as you said, it's, it's late in the summer calendar. It's hot. Um, but I was just, uh, 
impressed with a lot of the energy that guys played with. Um, and, uh, and, and we'll talk about some of the recruiting stuff too, at the end. It's one thing we've been mixing in. Uh, we're going to start mixing in more moving forward. The podcast is kind of a look at the recruiting landscape, talk about some recent commitments. And there are a couple of them that came after this event. And I'm not saying yep. that these guys, because of what they did in the event, but it's, Coaches are still out. They're still out. They're still evaluating. The D1 quiet period, I think, doesn't start until August 16th. Um, so there are a lot of coaches out on the road, and we saw some strong performances. And we'll talk about a couple of guys that ended up pulling the trigger with some really big commitments um, around the around the state and around the region. But, um, yeah, I mentioned seeing some teams that we hadn't seen before and, and, and some players that we hadn't seen and also some players that uh, we have seen before. <clears throat> and I'll start there with – with a guy in the uh, the Action 17U white team, um, James Mario, a left-handed pitcher. I saw him last summer. Um, you know, the action coaches were like, hey, this is going to be a guy to watch. And I believe last summer he was playing up a year uh, mm-hmm. with the older group in some of our events. And uh, sure enough, he, I, he struck out 13 guys and I believe five or six innings. Um, I've looked at my notes, but I believe his fastball was up to at least 87. Might have even been up to 89. I have to go back and look. But um, a lot of projection there, some arm speed. Um, the, the fastball played up. Uh, I, I was impressed with him, and he's still got some growing to do. He's still got some more filling out that's going to come. But um, the fastball was easy, just really jumped on guys. Um, and he's got a brother, too. That's uh, that's that, that's that's twin brother that's uh that's definitely a talented guy as well so i think both those guys uh um should be if they're i'm sure they are already on on college radars um but they caught my attention and then caden caspar left-handed hitting outfielder um from my neck of the woods a lot of these guys are from my neck of woods down here but from leander rouse uh which has been a really big time program in recent years with some deep um, deep tournament runs uh he caught my attention with that his athleticism left-handed swing uh, I definitely think he's got a chance to play at the next level. Yeah, and a couple of guys that performed well at the bat too. Uh, Cohen Tyree from Taylor High School, five for 11, two doubles, three home runs, um, wow. five RBIs. Yeah, uh, 19 or 1909 OPS. And then Cade Neuenschwander uh, hit 600 for the tournament with two doubles and a home run uh, from, from Liberty, High, Liberty Hill High School. Um, so he's third baseman that had a good, good offensive event. And like you said, James Morio showed out on the mound. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's a, that's a group that um, they've, they've got some guys that are going to go on and play at the next level. And it's, it's fun for me because you see some of these big high school names that are successful and you see some of these names on here and the guys you've either seen before you've heard about, or are going to be big parts of, of what are probably going to be good seasons uh, when the high school year rolls around the Arlington A's Braves. Um, Ty Zerodnik, big left-handed pitcher, um, and then uh, Jackson Hill, left-handed hitting outfielder, both Keller guys. Um, we'll go into more detail about them when we talk about the commitments, but um, they stood out. Um, Zerodnik is uh, it, big, but not like like thick big. He's just tall. Like he's tall. No. I think he's 6'6 six, six or 6'7". Six, and he, to me, was a, a really good example of why I try to, if I can, go get a side look at pitchers. And his the way his arm moved and the arm speed for a guy that height, the way he stayed gathered on his backside, and he was up to 89 miles an hour, had some natural um, arm side run to it. 
there's a lot to work with there. Um, a lot to work with and uh, some feel for spin. I actually saw him again um, yesterday down in, in Sugarland. He was one of the guys that pitched in the uh, Scouts Association um, All-Star game and uh, showed the change up a little more there. It's a three pitch mix. Um, and I, I think it's a, it's a promising one. Um, and then the Jackson Hill kid hit at the top of the order for Keller this last year. I, I remember writing him down and writing about him during the high school season. Um, athletic, um, can run, put the ball in play a lot. I think that's going to be a trademark for him is there's there's some bite the ball skill there. Um, and then a couple other guys, Jaden Black, uh, right-handed hit, hitting catcher, um, caught my attention with the bat. And then right-handed pitcher Matt Hudspeth. Um, multiple pitches for a strike, changeup, breaking ball. I think the fastball is up to 87 miles an hour. Um, I think he's going to be a guy that's going to pitch at the next level somewhere. Yeah, offensively, Riley Graham had a monster tournament, nine for 13, two doubles, two home runs, eight RBIs, with an over two OPS. Uh, from Keller Central, Jake Spencer uh, from Keller, five for nine with a double and a home run, and Trace Mazon from Alito. Uh, it's funny, like as we go through all these teams, you're going to hear a lot of repeat schools. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like we talk about, you you see real quick why some of these teams are so good and so deep. But, yeah, another Keller guy, a handful of Alito guys that will be mentioned today. Uh, but, yeah, those guys all had good tournaments. And the, the A's Braves uh, put up some monster numbers over the weekend. Yeah, they did. And uh, I, I've seen them a couple times and uh, they play well and, and they've, they've got some talent and um, some physicality there as well. And uh, um, unsurprisingly, there's been some college coaches definitely sitting on that one. Um, the Sticks 2023 prospects black, a uh, couple of hitters there caught my attention. Right handed hitting outfielder uh, Levi Reisenhoover. Uh, great name. Um, he's got some juice. Um, He's, he's got some extra base power. I saw him really hammer the ball a couple times. Uh, definitely one of those guys that you better be careful if you throw him a fastball early in the count because uh, he's not afraid to unleash some bat speed there. Um, physical guy, got one of those short arm swings that he controls with some bat speed. Um, and then his right-handed hitting uh, player, Eric Thiel, also really caught my attention as well, hitting at the top of that order uh, for that Sticks 2023 Prospects Black team. Um, he's got some extra base gap to gap power as well and can really get into one. Yeah, I got to see them play. They had a good a good event. Um, moving on to the Dallas Patriots 18U team. Uh, a couple guys that I really love in on this class. These are guys that have already uh, graduated and going on to play. But Connor Massimini um, is a guy that just always hits uh, from Eaton High School going to ETBU. He hit 600 on the event. Juan Cantua, one of our five tool workers, going to Angelo State from North Forney, hit 429 for the tournament. Uh, Will Bush had a monster, monster event uh, going to Tyler Junior College out of Birdville High School. Two home runs, a double, a triple, 11 RBIs, and he hit that grand slam to win the uh, 18U division. And then Heath graduate going to Washita. P.J. Wydra went five innings, 12 Ks on the mound for, for a really good outing for him. Yeah, I feel like every time I logged on Twitter, Will Bush was hitting the ball hard somewhere. It's like yeah. a, it was just like that's, a, that's he, a was like a, he was like a walking highlight reel. Um, just the the entire 
the entire event. And, uh, you know, it's just, I, I love seeing guys like that because, you know, what does he have to prove? He knows where he's going at the next level. He's an older guy. He's played a lot of baseball, but uh, just dialed in every single at bat and looking to do some damage. It's uh, it's certainly fun to watch. Um, the Sticks East 2024 prospects black. A uh, few guys there caught my attention. One in particular, Caden Long, uh, uh, right-handed hitting outfielder. Uh, just a lot of really interesting tools, strong arm, yeah. Um, yeah. good build, um, some athleticism, um, put the ball in play hard multiple times. Uh, his stats aren't going to jump out and grab you. There, there are a few guys like that this week that you can, if you look through the box score, like, yeah, but I'm telling you, if you watch, if you watch them, you can see there's some really interesting all around tools um, that I think is going to, going to definitely land him on, on some D one radars moving forward as, as those schools eventually start shifting towards the 2024 class. North um, Mesquite Stallion. Oh, what North Mesquite Stallion. Um, yeah. How many Mesquite schools are there? I feel like there are. Uh... Mesquite, Mesquite Poteet, West Mesquite, uh, North Mesquite, uh, Mesquite. Or did I already say that? John Horn High School. I, they pretty much all play for the uh, Sticks East team, so I'm just looking at their roster cheating. But, yeah, uh, but are, yeah, there's a bunch of them. <laughs> there are a ton of mesquite schools. Uh, right hand pitcher Caleb Dean, um, kind of a sidearm look, could really spin it. Fastball was up to 86. Uh, liked how the shoulder worked. Liked how the arm worked. I think that's a guy that as he fills out, um, he's gonna throw. He's gonna throw hard in the future. And then Toby Schwarbert. Toby, let me look at your name to make sure I uh, I get it right there. Uh, Schubert. 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 I can't read my own writing. Um, was up to 85 miles an hour. Um, short, but high-waisted athlete. Uh, long arms. He's gonna, I think he's going to fill out. Um, he definitely had some feel for spin with the curveball. Um, he's a guy that I could see as he grows and matures. He's, he's, he's going to add some velocity, but looked like he's got a chance to, um, to really pitch as well. And then Diego Washington hitting at the top of that lineup. Um, athletic player that hit a couple of rockets. If I remember right, I think he hit one screaming back up the middle that I think the pitcher saw his life flash before his eyes there, but uh, a guy that looks like he's going to perform with the bat and certainly get somebody to follow there in the 24 class. Yeah. Uh, moving over back across the Metroplex to the West side, Dallas Tigers, Bevin, uh, a couple of guys that we've seen that just can really hit Andrew Schultz uh, from Coppell. Does uh, the guy just, Hits the ball hard. Uh, finished with a 2.317 OPS for Sheesh. the weekend. Double, two triples, two home runs. The guy hits. Um, you know, he, he continued his at following up his good season on the spring season for Coppell. Um, and then Britton Urbaniak had two home runs, eight RBIs from Pascal on the weekend. So good weekend for those guys, uh, both physical hitters. Um, and I think Urbaniak might be a hair guy. Oh yeah. So, Team hair. Yeah. Yeah. So he, but yeah, he, they, those guys both had good weekends and, and the, the Bevin group had a good weekend, a good week as well. Yeah. The Bevin group usually has a couple guys every single time. Uh, I feel like every time I watch them, I find a few guys that are performing and doing well and, and certainly move on to the next level. Uh, this was my first look at this team. Uh, I was excited to, to go up and see them. The South Texas sliders, 17 U mayor, uh, just because you know, they just they often have a lot of talent. Um, they often play the right way. They compete, and, and that was no different. Um, this event, um, they were really successful. They ended up four one and one, um, playing well at the five tool World Series. But 
a uh, long list of guys and uh, I'll start with their catcher. Um, great name, Isaac. Um, they call them, I guess the Y man, Yura Tago Yena. Uh, I, 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 I think I got close on that one, but uh, he caught for them. Um, the, tra- the transfer was really quick, uh, really quick transfer behind home plate. Uh, moved around there defensively. I, I think that the uh, the receiving skill and, and the skill of, of playing that position, I, it's, it's got to keep progressing. But uh, there's a lot to like about the way he handled the baseball and, and the way he handled the running game. I think he's got a chance um, as he continues to prove to, uh, to stick back there and, and catch on and play at the next level um, as a catcher. Um, Travis Vlasek uh, ended up with a 1.117 OPS. He just looks to me like a, a masher, uh, physical yep. guy. Yeah, just somebody that's going to park it in the middle of a lineup somewhere. Uh, it can really drive the ball. Um, a, a guy that drove the ball, Diego Diaz, left-handed hitter. Not, not the big guy that Travis is, but um, athletic with some bat speed. Uh, there's some functional strength there in the swing. Um, same can be said for Aiden Lopez. I just a lot of these guys uh, on this team are really aggressive bat speed guys, which I like. I mean, not a lot of bats in the shoulders for this group. They're looking to try to do some damage um, and, and show their hit tools. And Aiden Lopez had a really strong event. Um, caught my eye with what he was doing defensively in the outfield as well. He's got some tools there. And then on the mound, uh, I saw Cade Smith. And uh, if you look at his, his line, it's it's not going to grab you, but he was up to 89 miles an hour. The fastball came out pretty easily. And I, I just think there's a lot to work with, um, yeah. a, a lot of things that I think the next level and, and even this this upcoming high school season that um, he's going to be able to tap into a little bit more short, shorter arm action. Um, it's like the, the the visually the shape of his stuff all looked right it's just kind of mm-hmm. it tighten the spin on the slider and, and getting the spin of the change up the right way and you know maybe switching to more of a four seam look with the fastball but there's arm strength there um it, it came out pretty easy um he really got to the glove side well with this stuff i think he's a guy that that if you do your homework um college wise you're gonna find a really a, attractive piece of clay to mold at the next level um, and then I didn't get a chance to see this guy, but I've really dug into his video. Um, Donovan Becerra, who I believe was up to 89 yeah. miles an hour, struck out he nine really guys, good. nine guys across six innings and uh, uh, uncommitted arm. Um, that's that's one I think some college coaches should definitely be tracking. Yeah, he had a good outing when I was there. There was definitely a crowd there to watch him pitch. Um, Alberto Santos struck out six over six innings from San Marcos High School. Uh, going back to catching their other catcher, Whit Joyce hit 500 on the weekend, four doubles and a home run. Um, and, you know, something you said, you know, about kind of their aggressive approach. I feel like that is a result of their coach. Um, mm-hmm. I know what Matt Pierce teaches. Um, he's a guy that loves the game, obviously digs into stuff in the game, loves the science and, and does things a little bit differently, but I think I would categorize it as the right way. Um, you know, he's very into providing a good experience for these kids, um, you know, with some hard coaching, but, you know, really does a good job of organizing his group, um, getting information out there about those guys. And you can tell they all have a plan when they go up to the plate and it is not a passive plan. Right. Um, yeah. It, so it, and it is fun to watch those guys play. It's fun to watch Matt and, and that staff coach, uh, 
good, a good organization that does things the right way. And I always like watching their teams play, but yeah, that was one of my favorite teams to watch play this weekend. You can tell there's a lot of guys um, that are going to play at the next level for them and, and they do things the right way. So it was fun to, fun to watch. So it was a fun championship game, real competitive uh, from the get-go um, got, I think they went to, I don't know, it was zero, zero in the sixth. And then they ended up giving up some runs, um, in the, in the last inning, but it was a, it was a fun competitive game. And, and those guys should be proud of the way they played this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Another guy I forgot to mention, Theodore, Theodore Falkenberg, um, wrote him down some really interesting tools on arm strength from the outfield, uh, some promise in the batter's box as well, but, um, I feel like, you know, it wasn't a surprise for me to, to um, I've sat on them for two games and uh, there are a bunch of college coaches sitting on them for two games as well. Um, yeah. Long list of uncommitted guys on there that, yeah. uh, that are definitely going to go play somewhere at the next level. And um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I'm all for like, Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, going to take my walks and, you know, if I'm a patient guy in the batter's box, so on and so forth, but man, it's, it's fun watching some dangerous bats in motion. Um, I, I feel like that's a way that you can stick out is um, going there with a plan and ready to attack. And it's clear that those guys are, um, they do a good job coaching wise and, and, and arming those guys with, with the, uh, the type of plan uh, to go out and stand out. It's a heck of a roster too. I feel like there's a lot of velocity, a lot of athleticism, a lot of tools as well. Um, I forgot to mention the, uh, the Dallas Tigers Makuchi in the 2024 uh, class and uh, a couple of guys stood out there uh, left-handed hitting first baseman crew love just a lot of loud contact throughout the entire weekend uh, right-handed pitcher shortstop Hayden Tanksley was up to 85 miles an hour on the mound uh, and then ke- uh, catcher Dawson Cleveland um, just a really impressive looking kid physically um, you know not afraid to show his arm whether it's back picks or, or whether it's um, you know, just, just throwing out runners on the base paths, um, really confident what he, he's able to do defensively. Um, good looking kid. He's got some tools. Um, I, I think he's got a chance to definitely be a guy that's going to be on some D one radars moving forward. Yeah. And, uh, staying again with the theme of, uh, the tigers, um, we got Dallas tigers Arias coached by Steve Arias, assistant coach over at Heath, who does such a good job with those guys, but, uh, you know, sound like a broken record, but all three of the guys that I'm going to bring up are from Alito, um, Boston, <laughs> Boston Dwinnell, uh, seven K's over four innings, no earned runs, Luke Taylor, um, who is also another twin to the next guy I'm going to mention, but Dylan Taylor, Luke threw three innings, zero ERA. And we had him in one of our academic workouts last week. And I really, he's a quick arm, man. I, he's not, he's not big yet, but he, when he grows, if he keeps that quick arm and athleticism, he's going to be a really intriguing option for somebody at the next level. And then his twin brother, Dylan, who pitches and catches had nine K's over four innings as well. And uh, let's see here. Off-Speed Athletics Blue, um, a team we saw at the Pudge. Andrew Ramos just keeps doing his thing, man. Uh, just loud contact. He can hit. He can pitch. I believe he was up to 91 miles an hour. Uh, it's just every time I've seen that guy, it's just big-time performance and big-time talent. Um, definitely a guy that's emerging is, is a, a major recruit in that 2024 class. And then uh, right-handed hitter Garrett Robertson caught my attention as well. And then shortstop Will Fleming, uh, right-handed hitter, just really interesting all-around game. Uh, playmaker, guy that wants the ball, 
Um, guy that can make some things happen in the batter's box as well. And uh, the, the last team I got on my list are our walk down guys, the diesel, oh, yeah. the diesel, the diesel. The diesel uh, and uh, I saw the diesel um, I was picking up some base hits and some Yeezys. Yeah. And hey, look good, play good. And I, I just love, I just love how much, like you talked about it because you saw him at the showcase and then in another one of our events. It was my first in person look. Um, at Courtney Allen and there's just such a competitive joy like he really competes and like he wants to swing the bat but like I don't I haven't seen a guy this summer that like plays the game with so much fun like the way it's like it kind of meant to be played like it, it's a game you want to compete and you want to win but at the same time, there's just such an understanding with the way he goes about his business that uh, that it's a game and you're supposed to have fun with it. And you're supposed to have fun with your teammates and um, you're supposed to have fun competing and, and out there. And uh, he likes to put the bat in motion. Um, he can hit, man. He can, he can put the barrel on the baseball and it's, it's going to jump. Um, I was impressed with him. And then also uh, 2022 shortstop Will Terry, who I believe is still unsigned and uncommitted. Um, physical five foot nine infielder, um, some strength in the hands. Uh, it shows up in the bat. You put the bat in, on the ball consistently, some hard contact. Um, if anybody's looking for a, a 2022 infielder still uh, at the Juco level, D2, D3, um, I think I'd give Will, Will Terry a look for sure because he, he's talented enough to keep playing at the next level. Yeah, I'm going to run back to – well, going back to Diesel, when you said he plays the game with joy, there was no joy in the walk – one of the walks that I saw him take. <laughs> yeah. He was he was not happy that he got uh, ball four and won it, the one at bat that I was watching him. Uh, but moving back over to uh, to the off-speed, the off-speed 2023 team, a uh, guy that we had on our academic team last year, Riley Schrader, uh, three innings pitch, five Ks, no runs out of Lubbock Christian – he has a really good feel for the breaking ball and can land it whenever he wants. Um, I felt like he had a really good showing with uh, starting people off with the breaking ball, um, just kind of putting it in there for a strike and then also putting it in the dirt and getting some swing and miss on it as well. But yeah, that was uh, it was an impressive outing for him. Good to see him back out there on the mound uh, after having, having hit, having had him this fall. Um, but a couple other teams that I wanted to touch on that I saw over the course of the weekend, uh, Marucci elite Mayo, um, Keller Thompson went 625 for the weekend, double two home runs, six RBIs, uh, blend signee from Mount Pleasant, Colin McLemore, a uh, really good little defender from white house hit 300 for the event. He can really play defense. Um, he's going to play at the next level. And then Braden Bean, a uh, guy coming off Tommy John, um, you know, his it's been fun. You know, I know his dad's the coach at uh, his dad's the coach at White House. So I've been able to kind of talk to him and track a little bit of his uh, his progress. You know, I don't think a lot of people understand what what kids go through to come back from an injury like that. It's, um, hell. it's tough. Yeah. It's you not, know, I mean, you know, you know it. I yes. Mean, yeah. I can it. speak. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, but the good thing to see was him getting back out there on the mound. Um, you can see the arms getting quicker and quicker as he's progressed and it's only going to get better. Uh, it's a live arm. He's going to pitch at the next level. Uh, but it, it was good to see him get out there and spin a couple of breaking balls that were good and a live quick arm. Uh, I'm sure he wouldn't exactly thrilled with the way the results went, but that's just part of it. That's part of that rehab process. And it's not always pretty, but getting back out there and competing, I know feels like another step on the 
road to recovery, but he's going to be able to play at the next level with that, with an arm and a body like his, um, moving on to that Mississauga Tigers team, uh, that won our 17 U uh, division. Uh, we've had them in some tournaments before and man, they always put together a really good product. Um, but Keshev to, to Beck is a New Mexico junior college, uh, commit hit 474 with four doubles, a home run and seven RBIs and six runs on the week. Um, so he was a big factor in their success. Cole LeClaire hit 526 with three doubles and Caleb Thomas, uh, kind of stole the show on that championship day. Um, but for over the event, he threw 11 innings, 16 strikeouts, no runs was up to 93. Uh, yeah. So he's gonna, um, he's gonna garner quite a bit of interest, I think over the next, over the next 12 months or so when it comes to the draft, but out of the Brantford Collegiate Institute, uh, you know, there that Canada can be an untapped area for, for a lot of talent, but they for have sure. a lot of out there. When I was at Texas, I, I know you probably remember Landon Leach that we signed yeah, uh-huh. um, out of Canada, who's a big physical right-hander. And yeah, I mean, it, it's fun to watch those guys play. They, they play with an edge. Um, they have a couple of guys from Puerto Rico on the team, but man, it's fun to watch those teams that kind of come together and, you know, they were excited and uh, I think that was the end of the season for some of their guys. Uh, I think some of them are going back up to their, uh, some of their, pro- I think they call them the provincial games um, up there in Canada, but they're always a fun team to have in our events. They always show well and really come- show up and compete, uh, mm-hmm. but they're fun to watch. Uh, got to see that 2025 North Texas Longhorns team with a couple of guys I really like Brody Maddox, who's had a, uh, good summer at the plate for them when i've watched uh, hit 400 for the event five rbis also through two and a third innings with four k's one of my favorite 2025 hitters jody Murillo, was eight for 11 uh which if we want to do the math is a 727 clip yeah five doubles yeah. five doubles a home run seven rbis seven runs 2.240 ops uh, but jody's out of Geyer high school pitches too one of my favorite 2025s in the area i always like watching him he just plays plays the game really easy mm-hmm. um you know like he big uh first left-handed hitting first baseman smooth with the glove reminds me he's a better athlete but just the ease of the way he does things reminds me a little bit of chance wheelis not necessarily, again, not from a mechanical standpoint, but just how easy he plays the game. Yeah. He looks like he can play first base in his sleep. Um, NTX Dirtbags, uh, they were, let's see, you know, I know you saw him yesterday, but Tanner Wiggins, mm-hmm. uh, six innings, 11 strikeouts, no runs. Ooh. Yeah, it was another good performance for him. Um, and I think that might cover it. Uh, TBT 15U. Uh, Aiden Simmons out of Mansfield had a big tournament, two doubles, home runs, seven RBIs. Uh, Gabe Behar on the mound threw 10 and a third innings over the week with a 1.355 ERA. And Juan Montiel threw eight and two thirds with a 0.808 uh, ERA on the week. And then going back to the 16U or maybe in 15U, let's see, the Tenorio 2025. Yeah, 2025 is my bad. Uh, Johan Infante had a big tournament hitting six home or 600 for the weekend from Everman. Um, he also threw eight and two thirds innings, giving up only one earned run on the weekend. Aiden Tenorio um, hit 538 with five RBI, six runs from Boswell. Kel Clendenin hit 500 with five runs and five RBIs from Keller. 
Um, and then Ryan Lane threw nine innings, had 11 strikeouts and gave up no earned runs uh, out of Timber Creek. But a big, a big event for those guys. I know they fell short in the in the in the semifinal or in the finals of their age group, but they were impressive to watch for sure. So um, all in all, a great event, loaded event, lots of really good baseball teams from all over the place. Um, but yeah, those guys uh, really fun to watch. Um, got, got to see some really good baseball and some guys that are definitely going to play at the D one level, Juco level and, and beyond. Um, so fun, fun to get to see these guys and begin a little bit of a history with some of them and watch them progress over the next couple of years for sure. Yeah. That's one of the more enjoyable things is when you see those guys, like in this instance, those 2025 guys, and then you start hearing their name pop up during the high school season. And maybe you see them again, the high school season, the next summer rolls around. It's like, Oh yeah. Like, yeah, I remember. Yeah. You really, really hit. You're still hitting. Like you're, you're an even better player now. That's, that's been the fun part now that we're a year into this is I, I'm, I remember a lot of the guys that I saw last year that I'm seeing coming through again. Um, this kind of adds, adds to the excitement when you're out there, but yeah, great event. And, um, as we always say, you know, one way to, to stick out is, is to play hard and, and play with energy. And um, certainly a lot of that um, this week with, with, with a lot of teams that um, even though it was it was one of the final events of July throughout a long summer and it was hot, uh, we're still out there doing their thing and standing out. But, um, yeah, I'll run through um, some of these names from the uh, Texas Scouts Association Prospects All-Star Game down in Sugarland. Um, a lot of names that we're familiar with, but, um, I'm telling you, there are, uh, there are some guys that, are definitely going to be on the next five to 55 that were not on the initial one that was done, um, probably about a year ago. So it's definitely needed an update, but it would have been pointless to update it prior to the Mattingly world series. And then events like this events, like the five tool world series, um events like area code like it would have been silly to just you know hey let's update it no no yeah here are those really critical events coming up uh that can give us great looks as well so um a lot of arms i mean it was a really good roster um a lot of guys showed up uh there are a couple guys that weren't there like ethan mendoza who i saw uh has hit multiple homers at the connie mac world series and is hitting 600 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh Hitters my goodness hit. Yeah, hitters, hitters hit. hit. Yeah, just, just not a small sample size. Yeah, so uh, he's he's still hitting, um, unsurprisingly. But um, I'll go through the list here, and I'll start with a lot of the arms and, and a lot of these guys that we're, we're familiar with already. But a lot of guys I was getting my uh, some guys I was getting my first look at. Um, Neomar Ochoa Jr. Uh, from Galena Park, two way player. Uh, measured in, I believe it at six, four, two Oh eight. And, uh, let me tell you, it's, it's a good looking six, four, two Oh eight. And, uh, there's still some room there. Like he's, he could be in the 2024 class. Like that's, that's how young he is, but he's a 2023 guy. Um, struggle with the feel a little bit, just like it was so hot and like guys were sweating so much. And, and like, you just, if you're pitching, like that can be tough to get the feel sometimes, but the fastball is up to 93 slider, 77 change up 76. Um, there's there's still some kind of some some I don't know, raw is not the right word but he's still kind of growing into repeating his delivery and, and how to leverage his his uh his physical frame and everything that's going on but there's a lot of arm strength um and there's some stuff in there as well and uh with the bat he smoked a triple i posted the video 
Uh, he smoked a triple to the wall and left center. And you can see him once he gets going around the bases, uh, he moves really well for a big guy. He's committed to the University of Houston. Um, he's an area code guy. Uh, I'll, I'll be curious to see, like, I, I think more people are starting to kind of veer towards pitching with him, but I think he can hit. Uh, I think he's got some raw power in there. He kind of showed flashes of it during batting practice. Um, really interesting player that, that's going to be exciting to follow and just kind of see where the game takes him in terms of uh, being a two-way guy. Um, James Elwinger, a guy that we've seen a lot from Magnolia West, um, tall right-handed pitcher is up to 91. Um, DBU commitment. I'm pretty sure he's a DBU commitment. Yes. Um, uh, and th- this time when I saw him, the breaking stuff was, was more distinct. There was a, a flashes of a true curve, flashes of a true slider. In the past, it's kind of blended together a little bit. Uh, but he had that separation with that stuff and the shape and the velocity there. Uh, slider was up to 80, fastball up to 91. We mentioned Tanner Wiggins. Uh, guy's been kind of thrown all over the place. Uh, slider got some swings and misses. Fastball was up to 91. Kind of fatigued a little bit as the inning went on. Understandably so. He's a guy that's thrown a lot of innings recently. A guy I think a lot of people are excited about. Um, Jordan Stribling is up to 90. The stuff flashed. It was in the zone. Control was kind of touch and go. That's, that's not unexpected for a guy that that's his size um, and his age as he's kind of growing into repeating his, the, the body and things like that. But um, Diego Lazardo is a guy that I hadn't seen yet. Um, he's from Laporte committed to the university of Houston. He can flat a good little class pitch Houston's class is, is they've got some guys in this, in this 2024 class, I'm, excuse me, 2023 class. And I'm excited about um, Diego Lozardo can flat out pitch. He was up to 90, uh, can manipulate the breaking ball. Um, very, very Kyle Hendricks ish delivery, um, arm release, uh, arm action, the, the way the ball came out of the hand. Um, not necessarily a sinker guy, but but just the way the delivery worked, the, the, um, it's a super easy, low-effort delivery. He could go out there and just throw the ball all day long, threw a ton of strikes, swings and misses on all three pitches, just breezed through his outing out there. I was extremely impressed with him. I think that he's going to kind of be a Brian Paniton type guy in this class that just – can throw a ton of strikes with with uh, with with multiple pitches and just really eat up innings. And uh, a couple of guys you're familiar with, um, Hayden Morris uh, was up to 93. Um, probably one of the better breaking balls in the event. Just kind of power curve up to 82. Also showed a slider to 85. Both got swings and misses. Showed a changeup and warmups. Um, if, if if not for Blake Mitchell, um, Hayden Morris would have had one of the best outings of the day. And I just I'd, I'd love to know what was going through his head because he hit his target like he the, the catcher gave him, hey, we're going to go down and then with a heater and he commanded it. He executed it. It was 92 to that spot. And Blake Mitchell just whack. And that thing flew out. No doubt. Homer to right field. Unfortunately, it was one of the many times where my phone was overheating and trying to cool down on my backpack in the shade. But uh, but Morris, I, I think, you know, six, seven, two fifty. Um, I, I think Texas should be excited about that one. Um, and then Ty Briscoe, uh, 2020, he's 2024, um, Arkansas commitment, I believe, um, was up to 91. He's got some 2025. He's, 20, he's a 25. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. It says it right here on my sheet. 2025. How about that? Um, <laughs> from Wiley, uh, 
he's yeah he's he's gonna be a dude <laughs> like, like it's it's a deceptive arm path uh 91 mile an hour heater was was up to the curveball um got some swings and misses kind of had to manipulate like different shapes of the breaking ball sometimes but um yeah got out there through strikes wasn't phased at all by throwing in front of a ton of scouts and some college coaches and all that stuff uh but it, it's an exciting group that was just one team of, of just the pitchers but um yeah exciting group of of guys arm wise um but uh yeah morris uh texas guy um wiggins ellenware ochoa just uh, and some of these guys will get a look at at area code but um had you have you seen you've seen briscoe right what did you think of him yeah um the day i saw him he had really good stuff um he was i think he 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 was in a mo his stuff was i'll just say it was probably too good um, it was moving too much. So he had a little bit of trouble controlling it, but man, like you can see it. I mean, it's so easy and you can see why Arkansas went all the way out to Abilene, uh, to get yeah. him. Um, but man, he, he's got a big time, uh, potential in, inside of him. And uh, the stuff is, the stuff is electric, you know, especially like, you know, it, he doesn't stick out as being young when you throw him in an environment right. like yeah. that. And that, that's always something that catches my eye, but yeah, he, he's no stranger to the scouts. Um, he's going to be a guy that we follow all the way up yep. to the draft and then, and then pass then. Um, but yeah, special talent. Um, I like seeing kids like him get up and compete against some of the best of the best that are two, sometimes two years older than him. And that's what, that's what he did uh, yesterday, but yeah, he, he's a, he's a fun look for sure because the ball coming out of his hand is electric. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of fun looks, this next, the next team um, had some guys that I was getting my first look at, but I've heard a lot about um, recently in uh, Alex Solis from Westlaco East, another university of Houston commit, uh, man, it was real stuff. He was up to 94 with a fastball um, slider was up to 81 with true shape change up at 83 through strikes executed. There's some physical projection, um, there is a lot to like about that upside, um, with that right-handed arm. And then a lefty, uh, we've heard a lot about Zane Adams from Porter, um, hats off to this guy, because I know he's still not quite 100%. Like he, he literally had a, a little bit of a limp going out to the mound, still kind of recovering from that ankle injury he had during the high school season, but he got up there, was up to 94 miles an hour. Um, it was pretty easy. Uh, curveball 76, 79, change up 82, 84. Um, curveball is just one of those 12, six true tight depth. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those picturesque left-handed breaking balls that he really throws with conviction, got some swings and misses with it. Um, I can see why he's created a lot of buzz as being one of the big movers um, in that class, especially on the mound. Um, he's going to be in the mix, uh, you know, him and Braden Sharp, I think are kind of establishing themselves as, as the two premier left-handed pitching uh, prospects in that 2023 class. So really excited. I got to look at him and another guy I was getting my first look at. I've heard a lot about uh, Easton Toomey's uh, from Friendswood uh, was part of that Friendswood rotation that had Jacob Rogers, who's going to Texas tech next year. Uh, they made it to the uh, state title game in the five a um, was up to 94 miles an hour, sat 92, 93 with the fastball. It was the best slider uh, of the day, uh, up to 85, executed. Um, he threw a back foot one to Boots Landry, who really swung the bat well. 
Uh, Boots has definitely got some some bat to ball ability and some hand eye, uh, but he executed a back foot slider there that just just fell off and dove down into the dirt at 85 miles an hour for a strikeout. Um, also threw a hard changeup as well. Um, thin guy. Uh, there's going to be some more weight that comes on. A lot of glove side command. Um, he's going to be a 55 guy, um, a guy that I, I think uh, people scouts are understandably really excited about what he could do. Um, and then our guy, Landon Bowden, who uh, recently is, yep. is uh, uncommitted. He was up to 89 miles an hour. Uh, once he settled in, a um, couple took him a couple batters, settled in, found his release point, um, started really throwing the fastball down in the zone for a strike, really commanded it to the glove side, got it to the arm side for some execution and won at bat. Um, hard curveball, short break up to 77 miles an hour, started to kind of find the feel for that as the outing progressed. Uh, and I was, I was really excited about the changeup. I think the changeup's got a real chance uh, to be a swing and miss pitch, especially the right-handers kind of help them uh, help, help him neutralize those guys in that platoon split. But um, yeah. you know, well, he's six, you, six, what, two, 180. He's, he's got some projections still. Well, one of the things that's funny to me is, you know, like this isn't, Really, that's not really the setup of an event that I think he really thrives in, yes. even though he, he did well yesterday. What I liked about him so much when I saw him was his competitiveness. Um, and I know it, it's funny. It, it's just a different setting. A lot of times in these summer ball events and uh, scouting events like this, what, to me, what I saw when I saw him live, when the other team started talking trash, he, ticked it up a notch yeah and he he just may be a guy that takes a little bit to settle in normally but man like if there's a big out that you need to get um i'd trust him to do it in a big situation because he's hyper competitive and i he's whenever he decides where he's gonna go i mean whoever ends up getting him is getting a winner because uh, that's what landon bowden is and you know it's funny it's just that's something i always try to take in uh with a grain of salt in some of these events because they're all different right mm-hmm. like you know, some a, a playoff game with thousands of people in your home in your hometown is a different feel from some of our events and some of these prospect events. And then there's some guys, you know, like a, a guy like a Kendall George, you step up the competition and he just takes off. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he he just showed he's showed out all summer um, in, in, in environments like that. Um, and it's just, it, it's, it's just something that I always think you have to take into consideration when yeah. you're talking about these different events, because, you know, and, and it, it's something that both sides of the coin have to adjust to, right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a lot of times these kind of summer ball events that are long in the middle of the summer, that's a lot like pro ball, right. And there's not a lot of external pressure let's call it with crowds and something on the line but it's about your development and you have to find ways when you're in the minor leagues to really figure out a way to play hard every day yeah. um, and and find things and ultimately it boils back down to your fundamentals and being professional and taking professional at bats and and outings on the mound but it's just something you know it's something i always noticed i didn't like pitching in these uh showcase type events just because it's like one inning, come in, throw yeah. as hard as you can and get out and show your stuff. Right. And, you know, I, I was better in a competitive environment, I think much like Landon is. Um, but, you know, it's something that if I would have pitched in pro ball, I would have had to figure out because throwing at those lower levels of the minor leagues, when the only people in the stands are the people charting that, you know, you got to find a way to, yeah. to, to show up and do what you're supposed to do, or you're not going to last very long. 
Yeah. It's like, well, who do you want? Do you want the guy that can go blow it out for an inning and, and look amazing? Or do you want the guy at the track record that throws into the sixth and seventh all the time? You know, like you, you right. want the guy that's, that's, that's given you the innings and that's, that's the reputation he has. And, uh, you know, talking to some people around that five-star program, I mean, they just rave about the guy just like, Oh, big game, big game, big game. I mean, that's just, that's just who he is. And uh, mm-hmm. um, he, he's going to be a good gift for somebody. Um, on the hitting side, I'll, I'll mention a few hitters here. I mentioned Boots Landry and, uh, and, and Blake Mitchell, um, you know, Blake, Blake Mitchell's so talented. Um, he's, he, I think you could ask him to do anything on the diamond and he could do it. Like he could, he could play every position um, and he didn't pitch yesterday and, and he can do that as well. It's just a phenomenal talent. Um, a couple other guys, Jack Bell had a, a really nice play defensively at shortstop um couple of baseball uh, player yeah he is um you know the swing i i I, he's he's got some feel for the barrel um you know a couple times got himself a little bit in trouble with um with getting down in the count but some other times as well you see that just there's the natural kind of ability to get the barrel to the ball and it it comes off there like he's still growing into some strength i think there's a lot more strength that's going to come uh but it's a heavy barrel the ball comes off there uh pretty good mentioned boots landry already um connor bennett from oak ridge put the ball and play at a really high rate. Uh, he's committed to Vanderbilt. Uh, I thought he received the ball really well as well. You, you didn't really notice him back there. Just one of those guys that when he catches the ball, you, you hardly ever notice he's there. Um, also had a caught stealing as well with the 2.09 pop time um, in game there. Um, Garrett Bohm, uh, Texas Tech commitment, a Hutto guy, uh, two-way talent, but I, I think that he's definitely a position player moving forward. Um, he had a couple of really loud at bats, um, hit a, hit a double, um, to the wall in left field, had a really loud batting practice round, just launching a couple of pull side homers. Um, he's got some juice for sure. Um, really exciting player to follow, um, in that class there and, uh, switching over to the other team here, Derek Mitchell, um, jumped into one and, and hit a home run, I believe in the first inning. Um, had some really competitive at bats. Threw out a guy at home plate from left field. I thought he had a strong day there. Um, Drew Barkle, to me, that was the best I've seen him defensively. Um, you know, stacked up against you know some really big name, talented guys in in his peer group. I thought he really stood out with the way he moved around. He bounced around. He showed a stronger arm than I've seen him show. Um, in the past, that's that's one of the fun things about seeing in and out. You know, you don't get to see in and out a lot in summer or hardly ever. Uh, but, you know, at a scout game, they're taking in and out. They're going through it, and these guys are trying to show their tools. And uh, he showed a stronger arm than I can recall seeing in the past. Um, Dondreon Kennedy, um, who's still uncommitted, uh, had a really hard single. Um, you can kind of see the compact swing and how it can play at the next level. Um, Davis Rivers, a recent Texas Tech commitment, a catcher from Waller, um, had a really loud batting practice round, uh, had some really hard contact in the game. I believe he lined out twice right at guys, but um, there's definitely some raw power in there for sure. And then uh, our guy, Jaquay Stewart, had a really good batting practice round, uh, launched a couple of homers to the left center. Uh, the bat speed was there. Um, he And I know we talk about his bat so much. He can play some first base, man. Really soft hands, moves around the bag well, uh, just good scoops. Like, he was definitely uh, the best defensive first baseman there. Um, and I didn't mention this pitcher, Aiden Coleman. You know, I, I just – he's committed to Pitt from San Antonio Reagan. I don't, I don't know how I didn't see them during the high school year because they're so good. 
Um, and they have some talented players. Uh, he was really impressive. Uh, up to 91 miles an hour, um, kind of a quick, loose arm. That's a fantastic get for Pitt. Um, I, I think he's going to have a monster senior year. And this will kind of roll us into our commitments here. Um, Ty Zerodnik through um, down at that Scouts, uh, Scout Association game as well. Um, believe he was up to 88 or 89 um, and mentioned earlier on, like this, the field for spin was, was there. Uh, the field for the curveball spin was there. Uh, showed a little bit more of the changeup. I left thinking like, okay, this is a three pitch guy. This is not a two pitch guy um, because he was just so good with his two pitches at the five tool world series. He didn't really have to get to that changeup, but uh, a, a recent looky here for Skip Johnson uh, committing to the Sooners yep. there, Tizer Odnick. Yeah, he we got to see him. Um, big physical. Anytime, you know, it's funny when you talk to some of these schools, and you know, some people waffle on some of these guys and want to see more, which is understandable. But then a guy like you know, Skip, who's got one of the best eyes, sees a guy and he he knows what he's gonna do with that guy mm-hmm. um from day one. Um, <laughs> and so you know, it's funny to see some of the guys some of the schools that weren't too sure about uh, you know, weren't quite ready to pull the trigger. And then one of the best in the business goes and steals them. Um, when, you know, a couple of weeks ago or a couple, couple months ago, it could have been a different, different school to get him, but you know, and it's something to be said for some of these guys that bet on themselves and wait for that offer that they really want. But, you know, a big, a big athletic lefty like him, I can think of a couple of big athletic lefties that skips taken in, uh, made some money for in the past. So he's not shy good, about the, about the height. Like I know some, no. some coaches kind of steer clear of it and they're like, Oh, but he is bring it on, man. Big guy with arm speed. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, for sure. So that good get for OU. Um, yeah. And then some other, some other commitments we saw, you mentioned earlier, Jackson Hill, uh, one of the first commitments for Clay Van Hook um, and the UTA Mavericks got to see those guys. They were out at our events all last week. Um, Braden Bergman, uh, from the Tigers 2024 from Plano East, another huge get, uh, for Baylor, um, as they look to put together some cornerstones for their future classes, but big physical athletic arm. Um, he's been on the scene for a while and he's not going to be coming out of the limelight anytime soon. Right. He's been throwing really hard and it wasn't just one outing. Like it's been all summer. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, this guy bumped 93 once, and then he's been 87, 88 all the time. It's like, no, he, he's been throwing hard and performing all summer long. Uh, I love the uh, the Jackson Hill get for UTA. I think that guy's yep. really going to hit. Uh, yep. I think he can play in center field. That's just a really, really good get for them. Uh, one guy we, we meant to mention last week, um, O.J. Gonzalez, uh, right-handed yeah. pitcher from Lake Travis going to ACU, um, emerged as Lake Travis's best pitcher when Luke Jackson went down. I saw him a few times, just pure coincidence. Every time I go, went to go see Lake Travis, I felt like OJ Gonzalez was pitching. Same guy every time, just competitive strike throwing machine uh, with both the uh, the fastball and the breaking ball. Big time performer um, in big games for Lake Travis. I think that's a really great get uh, for ACU. And then the guy I like a lot, Connor Clark uh, from Sherman, um, really athletics, uh, shortstop, uh, multi-sport guy, football stand I believe his dad is, uh, uh, I think his dad's the DB's coach there at Sherman. Uh, I've seen him four, one down the line. Um, he's going to fill out a little bit more. There's, there's some really good functional athleticism there. Uh, good get for UT Tyler. Um, and then Ethan Ferris, 
uh, Texas State, uh, tall, big bat speed. Uh, there's a lot of bat speed. There's a lot of power in there. Uh, there's a lot of exit velocity in there. And there's a really strong arm, too. I've never seen him pitch, uh, but I'd be really curious to see what it looks like on the mound. But um, uh, hitter first right now, uh, but it, it kind of a two-way guy at the high school level, and, and we'll see how much he pitches in the future. But uh, great get for, uh, for, um, from Texas State. And then um, one that kind of sent shockwaves through the 22 class, um, McLennan getting a big one. Yeah. Yeah, Trenton Shaw. Um, Post-draft, you know, there was some definite uh, talk about him potentially signing um, and then doesn't go and then ends up down with Tyler Johnson and the new McLennan staff. So that's an exciting get for for Tyler, and um, it, it'll be interesting to see what he does there uh, because, you know, we, we all know what he can do from a physical standpoint, and it'll be exciting for Tyler to have a guy like that in his first class. Yeah, and it's something that I've seen, you know, Kyle Bodie with Driveline talk about it recently um, and a couple other people on Twitter. And, you know, we discussed the draft last podcast and, you know, just how many high school guys are starting to price themselves to school. Um, Juco baseball is becoming as, uh, as good of an option as it's ever been, I think, um, especially yeah. in the state of Texas, because you're, you're going to get a chance to play. You're going to get scouted all the time. And a lot of these programs in Texas, their coaching staffs do a fantastic job of, of developing guys. And it's also, it's going to be interesting to see how much that draft and follow does with that. Yes. I never think about that Mm -hmm. to see if that begins to shift some more high profile names going out of high school um, to the junior college level, but we've seen plenty of them. There's a lot of really good players going to junior college out of high school. You're getting some of the kickbacks from D ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, another shout out to uh, Cal Hernandez getting the Grayson job. Uh, Tommy Hernandez son, Cal. Yeah. The Grayson how about job in the last couple of weeks? And he's been, he's been on the road out, out grinding and trying to fill up his roster. You know, he lost a bunch of guys, a bunch of the Grayson guys left and followed dusty to blend. So yeah, he's been he's been scrambling trying to put together that roster, but Cal's going to do great there. Um, obviously, he's going to have some good guidance with with that around and the connections that they're going to have from that Tigers organization. But you know, Cal's a great baseball guy coming from a great uh, baseball family, and he's going to do big things at, at Grayson, I think. Yeah, yeah, the the JUCO baseball in the state of Texas, man, it's it's uh, it's really strong, and I think it's about to get. Um, even stronger. Uh, we yep. we'll probably see. Trenton Shaw is not going to be the last guy. I think we see that was a draft type guy that was a major D one, and it's just like you know what? I think JUCO is the best chance for me to go play, develop, and become draft eligible again right away. Um, which uh, which is I think is an underrated aspect of of you know. Technically, outlook. technically he still is. Technically, with the with the new draft and follow rule. What do you mean? Oh, he can still be drafted now? No, no, no. He can still sign like all the way up until I don't know what the cutoff is. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. With with the draft and follow rule. Like, yeah. I mean, that was the thing when we were playing. There was a bunch of guys that went to junior college and would throw a couple outings in junior college and just sign. Yeah. And so I, I don't know the cutoff date off the top of my head. I know we've had it explained to us a couple of different ways, but um, but yeah, no, with the draft and follow, he's going to be able to sign. And, and I, if, if I understand it correctly, I think whatever he signs 
is shifted toward like if it's after a certain date is shifted towards their 2023 pool i believe is the way it works that makes sense so um we'll do some digging on that and i feel like nobody's really talking about that like at all you know and that's kind of a sneaky like big deal like to get to acquire talent well, I think they probably wanted to, uh, there's reasons for a lot of people to wait until after the draft to really talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the D1 schools would probably rather not the masses understand how that works. Yeah. And I, and from what it sounded like, a lot of the scouts weren't even completely sure how it works. Um, it, it was kind of a new thing that got ramped back up again this year. I think, I mean, for this is for the first time it's been available for a long time so i don't think everyone was super familiar with it um and just you know with ever-changing rules in the draft i think that's just a, a part of it and you know we'll see how many kids that affects over the next couple of years yeah yeah i'm certainly it won't be the last we hear but there'll be there'll be some i'm sure we'll, like everything in pro baseball there'll be some organizations that really utilize it and some that probably just put it on the back burner don't even really think about it but uh, just another interesting wrinkle in, in the draft and scouting process and acquiring talent process. So, well, I don't know. It, it is interesting. I don't know if, I guess if he wasn't drafted, do you fall into that draft and follow bucket? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I would think no, because then it would just be follow. Yeah, for, it'd be it'd follow be and draft agent. instead of he'd draft free agent. Yeah. yeah. So he, he may not fall under that, but um there are going to be some kids that that do that I think are going to going to have a decision to make at some point. If yeah, so it makes sign. sense if you take a, a if you take a flyer on a kid and you decide you know what we want to we want to use some of our next year pool to get this kid. Yeah, you know I wonder yeah. what I wonder what that does for the really big name D one um, guys that get taken super late. Like you're like, ah, they're not going to sign. Well, they, they can't, they, it's only, I think it's only junior college. Okay. Okay. That would make sense then because then you could get in all sorts of like loopholes. Like, Clearly oh, we, yeah, need, like, we need to dig into this rule and, yes, and readdress yeah. it what, next time. That, with that real could be information. <laughs> yeah. That could be something for us to, uh, to have a better grasp of on the next edition of the, uh, of the five tool podcast. So uh, we'll, we'll be draft and follow experts, uh, the next time you, you hear us, which, um, I don't know when that'll be probably sometime next week, I think early next week or something like that. Um, as we, uh, kind of catch our breath here for at the end of the summer, as things are winding down and, uh, uh, you can follow the podcast at five tool pod on Twitter and on Instagram. You can follow all of our stuff on all the five tool social media accounts and at five tool org as well. I'm going to have some some uh, uncommitted based scout notes from the five tool world series wanted to, I kind of steered myself towards a lot of the uncommitted 17 U guys and, and a couple of 16 U mentions um, as well. And then some scout notes um, in the future from the, uh, this Texas scouts association uh, prospects, all-star game um, kind of work through there, but um, that about that wraps us up. You got anything, any, any, any burning questions on your mind? Are you, are you, uh, are you switching into football mode yet? Like, are you? Nope. Nope. nope not yet. I think, I'll, I think I'll give it to about, I mean, I'm excited for, for college football camps to start up here in the next uh-huh. couple of weeks. Um, see, see what the Longhorns can do. And I watched a little bit of Jerry Jones's presser yesterday. I heard that yesterday. was interesting as it always Yeah. Is. 
yeah, so it, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I'm not as bullish on them as I was going into last year, but maybe that's, maybe that's a good thing. A little Could bit be. less of a, a little bit less of a circus for the Cowboys heading into camp and make them think they're out to prove something. So, yeah, I give it some yeah. time. It'll turn into a circus. <laughs> it always does. Yeah. But. All righty. Well, that wraps us up. Thanks for tuning in and listening. We're about to hit the uh, 25,000 download mark. So uh, with, episode 75 hey you know five and five you know even numbers uh we like fives at five tool um so thanks for tuning in and listening uh if you listen on apple if you leave us a rating review it really help kind of just gets the podcast out there a little bit more in the algorithm and everything like that but uh our girl allison behind the scenes is doing a fantastic job with um the instagram account the twitter account so make sure you're following those some really cool highlights uh things like that pop up and uh getting some guys some love out there in the social media landscape. So we really appreciate that. But uh, until we talk to y'all next time, uh, stay cool. I hope your AC continues to work and take care.